Welcome to the Burden and Blessing Podcast, a study and discussion forum on the truth of God's Word. Our summary verses of the books of the Bible introduce us to the theme of each book of the Old and New Testament scriptures so that we might have a deeper appreciation and understanding of God's Word of Truth. We pray that these brief studies will enable you to get more out of your daily reading and hearing of God's Holy Word. Welcome back to Burden and Blessing and our 66 summary verses of the Bible. So we continue our series studying through each one of the 66 books of the Old and the New Testament and make our way through the New Testament. We come to another set of books written by the Apostle Paul. This week, we'll be taking a look at the two letters that Paul wrote to the believers in the city of Corinth. So today, we're going to start with 1 Corinthians and the main message of that particular book. Neil, this is a longer book. What is our summary verse for 1 Corinthians? 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verses 4 and 5, and we're going to be using the CSB Bible version. It says, love is patient, love is kind, love does not envy, is not boastful, is not arrogant, is not rude, is not self-seeking, is not irritable, and does not keep a record of wrongs. So this is probably really familiar, which is why as much as I did not want to make this the summary verse of the Bible, I think it is a good one because this is what most people maybe think of when they hear Corinthians. This is a very popular wedding text or wedding scripture to be read at all kinds of weddings today because people do look at the Bible as a place for generally good advice. And so why not read from the Bible at someone's wedding? The problem that we run into is that love is defined by the world in many, many different ways. And so I think we think that it's necessary to use this verse as a summary of Corinthians because that's, as you're going to mention in a second, I believe, you're going to talk about all the unloving problems that the Corinthians had. And so it's, it makes sense that Paul would admonish them in this way. And that's what he's doing. He's trying to tell them, what does love actually look like? And that's why it makes sense for a marriage or any other relationship we think about. But again, if we're using the world standards, we could define that word love any way we want. Are we talking about making love? Are we talking about being in love? Like that can come in a fleeting way. You can fall in and out of love. Are we talking about love like a parent and child where it's committed, hopefully, where we don't see that much commitment in our day and age. So ultimately, every way that the world would define love would be weak. It would not be enough. And so when I ask couples about why they want to get married, for example, and we talk about the word love, they say, oh, I love each, we love each other. I say, well, is that, is that going to be enough when you don't love each other? Ultimately, the way Paul can help us understand this is we use God's standard of love, perfect love, committed love, sacrificial love, the agape love of the Bible, that flit a love of uh, friendship and commitment, you know, that, uh, yes, that passion love too is all a part of it. We're talking about the marriage and that's what we want to have that kind of love for Christ about having that same kind of love be shown us. So as you've done before, Nathaniel, I'm sure as I have done, I look at this section, and I always replace love with Jesus because then we really understand the true nature and character of what love looks like. Jesus is patient always. Jesus is kind and how he treats us always. Jesus does not envy. He came to be served. Jesus is not boastful or proud or arrogant. He is not rude. He is not self-seeking. He came not to be served, but to serve us. 
Jesus is not irritable. Yeah, he overchanged the tables in the temple and his father's house because it was being treated with contempt and out of sinful living and, and profit and greed and gain. Love, Jesus, does not keep a record of wrongs because he took them to the cross for us. And so as you look at this section from 1 Corinthians 13, it really does give us a beautiful picture of love because it pictures Christ. And that ultimately is how we can rejoice in what Paul is writing to the, the Corinthians because he's teaching them, you got to look at love as you look at Jesus. And then that helps us understand that his love truly never fails, which is that last part of the section. So it's a great verse to use at a wedding. Yeah, well said, Neil. It is ironic that we look at that as the focal point of love. And the only way that we can really understand true love is by understanding that that's what Jesus has done for us. We are incapable of that kind of love, but Jesus has demonstrated that kind of love to us. It's also ironic that this phrase or this whole chapter, chapter 13, which is known as the love chapter, is found in this particular book because of all of the letters that the Apostle Paul wrote to all of the congregations that we have recorded, this one had the most problems. And it, it seemed like it was the most unloving of all of the congregations. They had all kinds of issues going on that were problematic within the Corinthian congregation. And part of the problem was that the city of Corinth was a port city in southern Greece. And you ever heard about, you know, talking like a sailor? Uh, usually they have a different word for it, but, uh, you know, that it was a very, very worldly city. And yet there was a group or a contingent of Christians within that group that came to know that there was hope in this world outside of the false theology of the Greeks and of the world. But this congregation continued to struggle because of the worldliness that influenced it. And so Paul writes in order to admonish this group of believers, to remind them that there was more, that God expected more of them. We look at this word love. Yeah, we know what we think we know what love means. And we think that we are loving until we really look at what love means. And we say, well, I'm, I guess I'm not loving because I can't do this. Paul directs them back to the one who has demonstrated pure love, pure sacrifice, pure commitment for them. And he has called them out of that world and to a world that he has won for them, for you and for me. And so love is defined, not based on what we are capable of doing but what Jesus has done for us. And I love what you did with that, Neil. Jesus is patient. Jesus is kind because he is the fulfillment of love. When we have in 1 John, God is love. That's because he is the fulfillment of love. And then he gives us the, the perfect example of what love is to look like in our relationships with others as well. Amen to that. Lord, help us. The hymn that I picked out to read is just want to read a couple verses from hymn 351 from the Lutheran hymnal, Love Divine, All Love Excelling. It's that title that kind of caught my attention with what we're talking about here because we're looking at a love outside of ourselves, a love that comes from God. And so I just want to read verses one and four and how it continues to teach us about, you know what, we've got to do two also. So one, two, and four. Love Divine, All Love Excelling. Joy of heaven to earth come down. Fix in us thy humble dwelling, all thy faithful mercies crown. Jesus, thou art all compassion, pure, unbounded love thou art. Visit us with thy salvation. Enter every trembling heart. 
Breathe, oh, breathe thy loving spirit into every troubled breast. Let us all in thee inherit. Let us find the promised rest. Take away the love of sinning, Alpha and Omega B. End of faith as its beginning. Set our hearts at liberty. Finish then thy new creation, pure and spotless. Let us be. Let us see thy great salvation perfectly restored in thee. Change from glory into glory till in heaven we take our place, till we cast our crowns before thee, lost in wonder, love, and praise. Amen. Amen. We invite you to listen for new books each week on Burden and Blessing Podcast, where we believe and confess that every word of God is true. We pray that you will be assured that God's word is pure and is more precious than gold.